just looking at the different plants that were there. And I wanted to reach out and, and grab something. And this cousin, he grabbed my hand and he said, uh, wait, be careful. There's a spider there. And some of the spiders are poisonous. Can we turn down the echo a little bit? There's too much echo. And I was, I was shocked. That was a new piece of information for me that spiders can be uh, poisonous. And so later that day, uh, we were supposed to uh, sleep outside on the porch because it was very hot. And so outside on the porch, we, we got our sleeping bags, we laid them out, and, and I got a pillow and, and laid down and was about to, to go to bed. And I'm looking up at the roof of the porch and I see dozens and dozens of spiders above my head and all these spider webs. And all I can think about help out Maya so it's test want me to give a different mic excuse us for the technical difficulties just at the best point of the story We're all set. Test, test. Okay. Hopefully that's fixed. So I'm laying there looking up at all these spiders and the spider webs and thinking about what my cousin said earlier that day. And the only thing that was on my mind is one of these spiders is going to come down on this thread, jump on my face and bite me. And I couldn't sleep that night. I'm just staring at all the spiders that were there on the ceiling. Anyone here afraid of spiders? Just go ahead. Anyone here? Yeah, we have a few people. Well, today's sermon is on the topic of fear. There are lots of different things that we are afraid of in life. We're afraid of people rejecting us, failure, afraid of being alone, afraid of the future, afraid of snakes, the dark. Some people are afraid of speaking in public, closed spaces, afraid of the water, afraid of the dentist. But you know what? Many of the things that we're afraid of, we're actually not afraid of. You're not really afraid of the dentist. You're afraid of the pain that might accompany going to the dentist. You're not really afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling and splatting on the ground and dying. 
You're not afraid of falling, uh, of flying. You're afraid of the plane crashing and dying. We're afraid of pain. We're afraid of sickness. And we're afraid of dying. Fear can attack anyone, even believers, even strong believers. When we look in the Bible, we see how fear attacked many people in the Bible. Remember Elijah? He had just finished killing off all the false prophets of Baal. And he ran in fear because Jezebel threatened to kill him. Fear kept him from fulfilling his calling. Remember the disciples? When Christ was taken to be crucified, they all ran away in fear. And that fear kept them in hiding. Remember Abraham? Abraham, out of fear that the Egyptians would kill him to take his beautiful wife, said that she was not his wife but his sister. Fear caused him to lie. The Bible tells us that we are to walk by faith, not by sight, not by fear. Some believers, unfortunately, they walk in worry and they walk in fear instead of walking in faith. And God's word is no longer alive and powerful in their lives. And this is why we see so many times in scripture the commandment to not be afraid. Because all of us, even if you're a strong believer, we all struggle with fear at times. I'd like for us to read a portion from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. We just, not long ago, we finished a sermon series on the Exodus about how Moses led the children of God from Egypt through the Red Sea and their travels in the desert. And they didn't make it to the promised land. And so we're going to pick up where Moses left off. So let's take a look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving them, to the people of Israel, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and be courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to the fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything according to all the law that, my, that Moses, my servant, commanded you. 
Do not turn to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, when I teach from the word of God, I like to encourage us to put ourselves in the place of the people that we learn about. So think about this situation. Think about, for example, that you are Joshua, that you have been with Moses for 40 years. You saw how he talked with God, how he led the children of Israel. You saw how he handled all the complaints and the criticism and the rebellion of two million people. You saw how he performed countless miracles, and now he is dead. And God says, you take his place. You lead the children of Israel into the promised land. You need to fight countless enemies. You need to go into the unknown. And you don't know what the future holds. How would you feel? You'd probably feel overwhelmed. And probably you would feel a bit afraid, afraid of what is going to happen. There's this whole list of enemies that I need to attack and defeat. And on this side, I have two million people that are just don't know anything better than complaining and grumbling and rebelling. And I'm stuck here in the middle. I'm sure he was overwhelmed and he was afraid. Where did fear come from? If we go back to the Garden of Eden, before man sinned, there was no fear. But after Adam and Eve sinned, a new emotion was released, fear. A new word came into their vocabulary. When God asked Adam, where are you? Why are you hiding? He said, I was afraid, so I hid. And now all of us, because of Adam's sin, we all struggle with fear of one type or another. Fear has become natural to us, although it was never God's plan. Why does the Bible tell us not to fear? Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. Do not be frightened. Did you know that it's stated 365 times in the Bible don't be afraid. One time for every day of the year. Because God knew that we need such a reminder every day to not be afraid. Because he is going to take care of our needs. Many times we don't trust him and that's the reason why we are afraid. We don't believe that 
he's going to take care of us. We don't believe that he has a good plan for our life. Fear can cripple us and stop us from fulfilling everything that God has planned for us. Fear causes our mind and our thinking and our judgment to become clouded, leading us to make decisions that are bad decisions. Decisions that you would never make if you had trust and hope and confidence in God. When you don't worry and you're not afraid, but trust God in every circumstance and situation, his peace comes in and fills your mind and fills your heart. And that's when his blessings are released in our life. Let's go back to Joshua and we're going to look at it verse by verse, what God says to Joshua and try to learn if there's something that God says to Joshua that can also apply in my life. So going back to Joshua, verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving them, to the people of Israel. Joshua no longer had Moses, a friend and a man to look up to, to consult, to ask questions, to put his trust in. God removed Moses from his life. And now God himself wanted to be that person that Moses looked up to, that Moses went to with questions, that Moses put his trust in. There's going to be times in your life where God is going to take you out of the situation that you're in and put you in a different situation. He's going to take you out of your comfort zone. He's going to take you away from your family or your friends, away from the familiar, and take you to a place that you've never been before. Most of the people here have already experienced this because God has taken you from your home country, from your family, your friends, what was familiar, what was comfortable, and placed you in a situation here in Poland. You took that step of faith into the unknown and you left behind everything that was comfortable. But now that you're here, some of you are feeling very comfortable. Some of you have made new friends, have found a church family, found a job. You're finishing your school, your university, and things are going well. And some of us might be approaching the next step in God's journey, the next step in that segment of your life. You might be graduating soon. Maybe your next semester in school is in a different country. Maybe your your company is moving you from one city to another. You may be from one country to another country. 
Maybe you're a contractor friend of his and you need to find a new job. And it's a time where you have to decide, am I going to be afraid or am I going to put my trust in what God is telling me to do? In verses 3 and 4, it says, God says to Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you just as I have promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. God told Joshua, I have prepared a place for you and for the entire nation of Israel. And he even marked out the borders. He said, here's the borders. Here they are. That's yours. I promise you. You don't need to fear. I've already gone there. I've already set the borders for you. I've already made all the arrangements for you. Every promise that God has given you, he has already given you the power to obtain it. In fact, there are hundreds and hundreds of promises in the word of God. And they're just waiting for us to take them, for us to fulfill our part so God can fulfill his part. Yes, the promised land was there waiting for them, but Joshua had to do his part to enter into the land and to receive all that God had for him. Verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Here's the best part of God's guidance. He doesn't send us anywhere and then he stays behind. He never says, bye-bye, see you later, <laughs> keep going. If he sends you somewhere, he goes there with you. He is never going to leave you or forsake you. Yes, we can leave God and we can forsake God, but he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He is for you. He is not against you. And just as God was with Moses, he's going to be with you. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Does that mean that you're never going to have any problems? No. Does that mean that there isn't going to be any, any enemies? No, there'll be plenty. Does that mean that there's, everything's going to be just one wonderful, happy experience? No. See, there will, there will be battles to fight. Joshua had his battles to fight. He had land he had to conquer. He had cities that he had to build. What does it mean that no one will be able to stand against you? It means that no one will be able to prevail against you. As long as we are doing what God wants us to do, our enemy will never have the final victory in our life. 
because God himself will fight against our enemies. When we are doing what God wants us to do, he comes in beside us and he fights for us. Yes, there might be enemies. Yes, there might be battles. But in the end, it is God who wins. And in the end, we are on God's side. We're on the winning team. That's why God says in verse 6 to Joshua, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause his people to inherit the land that I swore to the fathers to give them. God's guidance in your life, don't be mistaken, is not just for you. God's guidance in your life is also for people who are around you. It might be for your family. It might be for your friends. God's guidance, God's provision, God's blessing is not just for you, but it's for you to share with others. For you to be a blessed person in order to bless others. Why did God tell Joshua to be strong and courageous? Well, because he wasn't. God didn't look out at the two million Israelites and say, I'm going to look for the most strongest and the most courageous. Because Joshua wasn't that guy. He needed reassurance. He needed encouragement. He was weak. He was afraid. But God still wanted to use him. You might feel today weak, afraid, not the best choice. But God still wants to use you. Because he doesn't look at the outside qualities like we look at. He looks at the heart. He looks at your heart and he says, oh, I see this person wants to serve me. I see that this person wants to do the right thing. I see that this person wants to hear my voice and wants to fulfill my will. He sees the things that other people can't see. And he says, well, the fear I can help with, insecurities I can help with. What, you never spoke in front of a large group? No problem, I'll, I'll fix that. God can work with you. He wants to use you. He has a good plan for your life. He has something for you to do in his kingdom. He has people that only you can help. There are people out there that only you have contact with. And you can be the hands and the feet and the mouth of Jesus to them. To be a blessing to them. To influence them. To bring them one step closer to the kingdom of God. To encourage them. To show them that God loves them. Verse 7 it says... Only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do everything according to all the law that my Moses' servant has commanded you. 
Do not turn to it to the right hand or the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Well, in verse 6, he says, be strong and courageous. And now in verse 7, he says, only be strong and courageous. God repeats the same thing to Joshua. careful to do everything that's written in the law. In other words, to obey the word of God. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. In other words, he's saying, don't take anything away from the word of God. Don't add anything to the word of God. And what will be the result of obeying the word of God? He says that you will have success wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do all that is written in it. For when you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You can't obey the word of God if you don't know the word of God. It's logical, yes? If you don't know what the, the laws are of a country, you can't obey them if you don't know what they are. Here we're encouraged to meditate on God's word day and night for them not to leave our lips. But in order to meditate, in order for them not to leave our lips, we need to read it. We need to know what it says. We need to think about it day and night. How can I apply what I've read in my life today? I can't obey if I don't know what God wants me to do. And again, this promise that God made is repeated. That if you do this, you'll have success wherever you go. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Third time God tells him, uh, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Again, God says, I'm going to go with you. You don't have to be afraid. This is the third time God tells Joshua, be strong and courageous. If God tells you something three times, you can be sure that it's something that's important. If God has to repeat himself to you three times. Why did he tell him this? Because Joshua was not strong and he was not courageous. But that's what God wanted him to be. That's what was needed. In fact, at the end of Deuteronomy, before Moses dies, this is what he tells Joshua. Be strong and courageous. A little bit later in verse 18, this is what the people told Joshua. Joshua, you be strong and courageous. He's getting bombarded on every side. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. I'm going to be with you. 
I think that Joshua finally learned his lesson. I think that he learned how to be strong and courageous because if we look later in Joshua chapter 10, verse 25, he is now instructing the people, you guys need to be strong and courageous. God has done something in me, and now it's time for him to do something in you. And then let's take a look at our last verse, verse 9. It's the same promise. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You need to know that, yes, there is an enemy who is working very hard to bring fear into your life. And that fear is going to hinder you from doing God's will. It's through fear that Satan rules in people's hearts. Because fear means that we stop trusting God. And for that reason, Satan brings fear to separate us from God. But when you have faith, you can receive God's promises. The first group of Israelites that left Egypt, they feared and they did not receive God's promise. But this second generation, they rose up, they overcame their fears, and they said, yes, we can do this. With God, nothing is impossible. So I just want to encourage you today, as we are all at different places in our life, if God is leading you on somewhere else, if God is leading you to a new job, leading you into marriage, leading you into a new course of studies, whatever it might be, don't be afraid. Listen to what God is speaking to you. Take those steps of faith. Confirm what God is saying to you. And then push the fear away and say, God, I'm going to follow you with all my heart. Wherever you want me to go, that's where I'm going to go. Whatever you want me to do, God, that's what I'm going to do. And whatever you want me to say, God, that's what I'm going to say. My answer to you is yes, Lord. So when you feel fear creeping in, return your focus to God. Return your focus to his word. We're going to stand up. We're going to have a, a time of prayer. The worship team is going to come forward. I'm going to be over here on this on the side. If there is a fear in your life that you need to give over to God, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week, next month. Do it today. If there's an area in your life that, that you're not trusting God and God is speaking to you today, I want you to trust me today in this area fully, 100%. Then today is that day to say, yes, God, I give you control. I trust you. I'm going to be over here on the side. Brother Shingle from the leadership team is going to be over here on my left side also. So if you'd like to come forward for prayer, come forward for prayer. Don't leave today with any fear in your hearts, without any doubts, 
Let God do his work that he wants to do today in your life.